That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are back for another special edition of the Go Go Wrestling Podcast. Tonight, I called up the boys and I said, hey, we got to do this live. Not because it's a special topic or anything tonight, but because like I'm just looking and reaching for better ways to interact with the fans. So this is two chains here, and I'm here to see me, but I hope you can hear me. But um, I'm here with a brother, Mr. Marta Silly Sellis here. What's going on? The Rock and the Believeland hat. Shout out to my Indians for uh, winning the pennant, the six AL pennant. Hopefully this time we'll win the whole World Series. This is our first time since 1997. I mean, even I'm a hater because I don't believe he's a legit fan, but he says he is, so, okay, we'll, we'll let him <laughs> It's It's mysterious. <laughs> Cleveland Indian fans are all of a sudden coming about now that the Cavaliers won the NBA championship. So now, well, I, I guess next thing you know, Browns fans are going to come out the Woodworks for next year, right? Oh, they're, they're always there. The Brownies are always there. But once again, I'm only an Indians fan. I do not represent anything Cleveland. I only love the Indians. Kenny Lofton was a huge fan for me when I, when I grew up. Um, and it's always been about all my favorite sports teams, who I love this player, Jerry Rice, Penny Hardaway. So I can just go, the list can go on. I actually had to shout out to that on my Facebook page to let everybody know, hey, I am not a bandwagon at all. <laughs> I got to say, to be, a, to be um, a baseball fan, it's really hard at times because your favorite player could end up on any team. Now, granted, I'm a Cardinals fan, and I definitely was a fan of Albert Pujols, but we see how that went. But yeah, exactly. I'm just more of a, I'm more or less of a fan of the organization and how they create teams and uh, how they draft and all that. So, still a, a Cardinals fan. I'm a big uh, I'm a I'm a Nationals fan as well, hometown team, but. Other than that, I'm I'm sorry. I'm 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 Charlotte, North Carolina out. Hey look, hey, look, that hat has to go. I'm sorry. It has to go. Like why are you hating on the hat? I think the fans love the hat. You can retweet hey. Indians and retweet tribe, whatever you want to retweet on the hashtag rock the Indians. I before the Nets came in town, I used to be a Dodgers fan. I mean, <laughs> what? I, I like Mike Piazza, man. Okay. All right, Kenny yeah. Lofton, Mike Piazza, same era. Can we get respect from my tribe? I mean, they did you know. their thing. With two starting pitchers when everybody else know. is hurt. And then, you know, I, then the Nets came in town. I said, okay, well, let me invest some time in the Nets. I mean, I still like the Dodgers because um, I like the Dodgers when they had Matt Kemp. Then it's just like, eh. I didn't. I didn't like the fact that it seemed like every year Clayton, um, Clayton Kirkshaw just went to a slump in the postseason. It was just, it was just horrible. Well, that's the voice of Mr. D. Wayne himself. What's going on? I knew you would pop in, so that's usually how you. Yeah, I, mean, I still, unfortunately, my uh, the kid is still up, so it's just. I do what you gotta do. Um. But yeah, so we're here. We're gonna make this work. Um, I, I I think just generally speaking, right now that we had a good week of wrestling. But as as a kid that grew up in the '90s, not born in the '90s, this has been one good week with the return of Gober actually happening and it being every single thing we absolutely could have wanted it to be. Oh. Oh, of course. I, I, I'm a big Goldberg fan. So I was happy. I was. I felt like a little kid. You know, I was just like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I, I, like romantic this, was on deck. I come to realize that Goldberg is your headliner. 
for the Hall of Fame in Orlando this year. Ah, that's that's interesting. True. That's interesting. Um, I never even thought about that, but that that's very interesting. I, the one thing I want to the one thing I want to say about Goldberg is how in the world did Goldberg come in and cut the best promo outside of the Miz and maybe no oh Jericho cut the best promo I've seen on Raw in the last few months and I can tell you why and and I've said it multiple times. Uh, famous professional wrestlers have said it way more than I have. When people get an opportunity to be themselves, that is when their truest or best promos even come out. Let's even think about to Goldberg 2.0 Ryback. He <laughs> had his best promo where he talked about his ankle injury and how he had to be set back and set back and the heart where he had to get through. You could say that was the best promo he ever did because that was true to what he had to do. It was himself. He didn't have to make it up. He didn't have to remember it off the top. He was just flowing from what came to his heart because that's who he was. And even think about characters that are very successful. CM Punk, The Rock. Uh, all of these performers are themselves just turned up to another notch when they're on a live performance. That's who they are. And, and that's the best performance that we get. Even like a Kevin Nash and Scott Hall is who they are. Triple H, he was much better as Hunter Hearst Hemsley well, uh, as he is now than what he was when he first came out being the little European English guy. When you're your best, you're you're at your best when you're truly who you are. I, I, I think that's really hard to argue. I think that's true. But I mean, like, I mean, in the art of the business, though, you're supposed to be perfecting your craft. And I think I think people should definitely be able to compete with putting on a good performance as their character, especially if they're considering themselves actors, you know, to some extent, should be able to be able to put on a character and deliver it as genuine as it could be. I mean, grant, granted, the New Day is absolutely their self, and they cut semi-good, you know, promos to me, but nothing that really makes me get out of my seat. Like, wow, that was good. Mm -hmm. It's, it, like I said, even though it's a, it's kind of like being an actor. It's still a sense that you're 100 most genuine when you're when you're just yourself, and when you're just yourself, it comes off as being more natural than anything. So that's why you see a lot of these times where these promos are great. They normally just being them. They're not being the character they're supposed to be. It's hard. It's hard to be in. in in character and really give it a good promo. It takes a certain skill. Not a lot of people have it, as you can see. Very true. Yeah, so I mean, I think it's safe to say that the best promos come from heels, but from Goldberg, from a face aspect, that was one heck of a promo. Um, he, he said what he had to say, you know, it's been a long time. I never thought I would be back here, but now that I'm back here, let me beat the best guy who thinks he is out here right now, and I beat him again. I mean, I beat him before, so let me try to beat him again. I think, and I think the other the other steaming question that comes from this whole feud with them two is when do we book this match? Like I like I said on the previous episode, I think it only makes sense that it's on its biggest platform, and I really, really want it to be stretched out all the way to WrestleMania. Um, but from the promo that Goldberg cut, I almost wanted to see it that night, you know? Yeah, I, I think I think like uh, D Wayne said, I. I think now Goldberg becomes your headliner at WrestleMania. And in order to be a headliner at WrestleMania, I think he won't wrestle and be a headliner for WrestleMania. So I think it will have to be at Survivor Series. And which Survivor Series may lead to him doing a special appearance for the Royal Rumble, and that may be it. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing that you'll see is Goldberg being promoted for the headline of being the class, uh, the class of 2017 Hall of Fame. I mean, I see, I see that happening. Honestly, I would love for this to stretch out. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I like to see the special <laughs> because it makes sense. I like you're opening the WWE Hall of Fame this next next year at WrestleMania weekend, so it's a perfect time to really have someone big to head, to be your main event at WrestleMania. Now, I do. I, it'll either or he can be the headline of the class. I mean, why not make it a Goldberg weekend? It's going to if you make it a Goldberg weekend. Trust yeah, my boy. The parts of going live. Yes, we have live son in the edition. <laughs> my boy. 
So yeah. No. Just make it a Goldberg weekend at WrestleMania. But I won't be surprised if they do the uh, Survivor Series. That's where it's heading now. Um, the money, the money and the interest is there. I, I don't know if there was sprinkling interest for putting them on the game and then capitalized it with an appearance on Raw, but there's no question that the interest is there and that fans would totally be invested in a Goldberg match, a Goldberg probably Hall of Fame, uh, Hall of Fame stint, and like you said, a Goldberg <laughs> weekend. You know, um, could you imagine how they could book a match with him at WrestleMania? Um, considering what they did with Sting when they did the NWO versus DX thing, like considering that they went to the depths of that, what, what do you think like the possibilities of everything they could do with Goldberg? Uh, that's a very good question. And but here's the thing about that Sting versus Triple H match: they both had to do with factions. Goldberg never was part of a faction, and the only thing that Goldberg had was being undefeated. And, of course, he's not undefeated anymore, but that's the only thing that you could bring in there. Um, it's hard It's hard on a stage like that to relive that. You would hope they would bring back some WCW versus WWE maybe type of thing. But, I mean, to me, honestly, when you did that with Triple H and Sting, that took out all the window. You, you had the match that never could happen when you had the original WCW people come over after uh, the buyout. So I, I just don't think it would be the same. I don't know. First of all, to think that he only had his undefeated streak, I don't totally agree with that. I think that um, his superhero uh, mannerisms was mm-hmm. the thing about his character. Um, his entrance, Which you alluded to. His entrance is definitely one of the most spectacular entrances of all time. Yep. Um, and and I hate to say it, but the security guards that accompanies him with the entrance is also a big thing that people look forward to. Um. WrestleMania is the biggest is their biggest platform as far as entertainment because we get concerts and everything being elevated to the next extent. Goldberg entrance on a WrestleMania platform done the right way could be spectacular. And you know the WrestleMania, uh, the WrestleMania, the WWE is all about selling merch. It only makes sense that it's that is that is in place for WrestleMania. I mean, yeah. But the, the, and the other thing I want to say is, too, it makes no sense for it to be in Survivor Series. None at all. It's still and, one of your major four pay-per-views, though. <laughs> I, here's, I, here's my thing with Survivor Series. It's, why we want to sit here and say it's a, it's a major, four pay, major four pay-per-view, it's starting not to be, and I hate to say it, it's just... They haven't done enough enough for Survivor Series to make it really spectacular. Lately. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely and right. So it's just like, I, firstly, I would rather see it at WrestleMania because the interest, like I said, like um, Two Chains said, would be spectacular. Probably one of the best interests we ever seen of all time. If they do, if they do it correctly, you can see all the the security guards lined up. It, it might be fifty security guards accompanying him to WrestleMania. It, it it would just be amazing, um, and plus the merch, the merch aspect of it. I mean, right now he has one shirt out, which is you pre-order until the first week in November. Trust me on it. Yep. And I feel like it's money to be made. I mean, you could have a uh, your next, your last shirt, or something like something of that type of nature. Oh so, yeah, you're right. So it, it's money to be made if you do this correctly. And I feel like it can be stretched out. I mean, the way it goes right now, if Black Legends is going to be on next week, it's going to be a Survivor Series. And the thing is just like, okay, well, are you going to make another shirt before the Survivor Series? Because if this is the only way you're going to make, then it, it kind of kills my feelings. Because I was hoping that after I heard his, 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 uh, last, his last phrase, your last, I could actually want a shirt like that. Yep. You know, but okay, but let's let's take this from a different angle now. Now, we're, all three of us are obviously accustomed with Goldberg. What does mm-hmm. the WWE need to do to get the fans accustomed to it? Now, granted, I don't want to hear nobody's response to the WWE Network because if that was the case, then everybody would have knew who Finn Balor was. And his debut of the Demon was so subpar that you can tell that people was like, who is this? And once they finally got a look at what it was, they was like, I like it. But initially, it wasn't the big, like, debut 
Is it okay? Put it this way: When Bobby Roode came to NXT, everybody knew it was just, it was no question. And then they elevated his character, and it seems like that. I'm, I don't think it has anything to do with the size. I think it just has particularly had to do with the the molding of the show and the fans. So they're accustomed to people who don't have a really like distinct personality, and automatically put them on. Finn Balor character is universal it's very distinct and the fans on raw had no clue who he was so looking at goldberg again at somebody who was going to have a really mellow a mellow like type of appearance with this custom uh i'm sorry traditional tights and knee pads and the ball head i mean who's to say he's really not right back uh re uh repackaged Right. What they got to do in order to sell this guy besides the video game and the network? Okay, let me ask you a question too, James. As, as you were saying that, I was thinking of this. We're 80s babies. So when we first got introduced into wrestling, of course, when we're, we're in the 80s, we're, we're very young. We don't even know what two is compared to wrestling. Yeah. So when we got into wrestling in the early 90s, we would know who Macho Man was. We knew who Ric Flair was. We knew who Hulk Hogan was. Why did you think we knew who they were? Our parents. Okay. But, <laughs> yes, but and okay. Big, big brothers and stuff. Yes. Okay, big brothers and stuff. But at the same time, did they ever leave? Well, but but see, I do get it. And we do, and we got time to build with these characters. And also people like Macho Man, if you had no idea who he was in the first place, once he became part of something, you knew who he was, such as the NWO, then you got a chance to understand who that character is. Goldberg doesn't have that much time, considering that people are saying this match is going to happen at Survivor Series. So my question is, if that's the case, if it's Survivor Series, what do they have to do in this meantime in order to make it work in this short period of time we had? Now, granted, if this match was going to be booked out a whole year from now, no problem. But I'm talking about, like, go, like, right now, what's going to happen? Honestly, it's... Think of this... At this point in time, it's only two things you can do. The first thing you do is kind of like a legend, a legend coming back, meaning it's 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 going to be up to the people that actually watched him to 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 let them know what's going on, how what is Goldberg, who is Goldberg, what he does. It's up, it's going to be up to the older crowd. That's one way you can do it because it's the short period of time. Another way you can do it is simple. When Brock Lesnar comes out next week, have Goldberg spear him, jackhammer him. Hey, right then and there. Yeah, that's that's my my goal is definitely want to get some extensive um, raw time. You want to maybe give uh, you you want to do maybe um, some appearances. I was gonna say talking smack, but I'll say that smack down. But maybe just some guest show appearances or like the pre shows and stuff like that. You definitely want to mm-hmm. expose, like D-Wayne said, his finisher. You you have to let people know that the spear and the jackhammer is his finisher. The spear is going to float fine because the spear is being used by <laughs> the other superhero. Right. <laughs> yeah. So the spear is going to sit fine. And, I, and so I, I think you're right as well, too. I think, I think it's going to be a responsibility of uh, maybe some of the parents to get the kids accustomed to it. Yep. But the biggest thing that D-Wayne said earlier, but – also, I think makes relevant now is that merch. Merch has to sell and it has to be trendy. So you're not not only you're next, but your last has money written all over it in big, nice red letters that is going to sell. And the you yes. give him, I think, I think the confidence of his mic work that we just got, you give him some more mic time, it's only going to help him. Totally understand that. My and, and I and I respect everything that you guys said and I agree with with it all. My only gripe is is he's been gone for so many years, that 12 years, that's a huge gap that fans are missing from wrestling. For example, think of somebody that's 30 years old who knew Goldberg. Think of somebody that may be 22 that may have just missed Goldberg, and think of somebody that's 12 that may not know Goldberg at all. But when we were kids, you had people in the 40s, 30s, 20s, and the 10 year olds all knew Hulk Hogan was, all who knew Macho Man was, because they were always there. They knew who Ric Flair was because they was always there. 
And we have went- Goldberg saying, oh, this guy did this a while back ago. He could do it again. It's like watching a highlight reel because we don't relive it through that whole time. It won't be the same effect as like a Triple H, Rock, Stone Cold, who were always there throughout that time. Okay. Hey, Wayne, do you think your next is one of the most uh, – would you rate your next, uh, that phrase, as being all-time one of the best uh, phrases in wrestling history? Oh, of course. Definitely. Do you, and, that, and do you think that caters to, obviously, towards merch sale, but do you think that also caters towards kids as well? <laughs> I think I think that caters towards kids. I think his last one is your next, your last. If they can combine those two, I think that will sell like bananas. I mean, like I think it'll be sold out within a few days. Oh, I agree. I agree with that for sure. So it's money to be made. It's it's money to be made, and in this short period of time. I feel like you're not capitalizing on the money that could be made. Explain. Meaning, like, it's so much stuff you can, so much dynamics you can do with this. And the thing is, you don't have to have this match right now. Mm-hmm. You can save it for, for WrestleMania. Since, like I said, this WrestleMania, you're opening the WWE Hall of Fame, which is on Universal City Walk. That's a big achievement for WWE. So why not have that type of big match feel at WrestleMania instead of Survivor Series? Now, granted, we all know you're trying to hype Survivor Series in in a way, but here's the kicker. If you do that at WrestleMania, if you take this match put it at WrestleMania, because Unless you want to highlight the talent you already have at WrestleMania, which is not a bad idea, but it, it's not going to give you that big match type of feel as Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. Survivor Series can be used as something to to hype that talent that you have right now, going on forward towards that Royal Rumble WrestleMania season. And I think from a from a from a marketing and money standpoint, it's approximately what a month. Till Survivor Series, it's going. You're going to have to have a quick build up, and like I said, you only have one shirt for Goldberg. And I feel like if you have five shirts for Goldberg, that's you're capitalizing on so much money right there. It's going to be horrible. I I can I can say from my infatuation over Sting that um, it was good to have a number of shirts from him, right? Um, in the WWE Superstore in Dallas and. I think that's the way to go from what Dwayne is saying is that you want to you want to keep him relevant because hold on. If he does this one match at Survivor Series and he's saying that's it and maybe that is all he can do. Um, I don't see no relevance of his of his merch being so in the money making month of April. So I don't know. Obviously, it's a business. Everything's always about money. And to have a hot ticket as Goldberg, um, you stretch this out. And I think, go ahead. Oh, yeah, just just to add to that, it, as well as to make his merch happen, one thing that you even mentioned earlier too, James, that he even mentioned in his promo is being a superhero. In my opinion, if you want to bring him back, he has to lose his first match. Because if you want to make sure that you built that superhero reign in Goldberg and being a superhero for the kids, a superhero always needs to get knocked down, persevere his way to get back. Bring him at Survivor Series, he loses. I'm entering the Royal Rumble, boom, I'm in. He may not win the Royal Rumble, but that may be the get back of rematches to try to finish him at WrestleMania if you want to book it that way. That way, as Dwayne says, you have your four to five months of stretching out the storyline, having your match ultimately come at uh, WrestleMania. You can still highlight Goldberg as your as your main person for the Hall of Fame, and he could be your booking for the new Hall of Fame uh, facility that they're booking. And that way you can have him be the superhero. Okay, this is all I have, guys. I'm done. I understand that booking, but let's be real. It's Goldberg here we have. And the the way what you said would work with anybody but Goldberg because one of the main things about Goldberg was his undefeated streak. But that's no more. 
So it doesn't matter if it's no more. The thing it's like you can't relive an undefeated streak story. Like, I understand what you're talking about, but you can't relive it. You can't relive the undefeated streak. I don't want us to relive it. But, but you can make it as a sense that he's not going to lose. And the, I don't think the crowd will turn on him. I, I don't know. I think I think um, the precautionary fact of his age is the reason why he should have one match <laughs> and that be it. But I think Sellers is right as far as the the, the face chasing the hill that you know if you have him lose, um, you know you have him you you have him you build you build him up so he can actually beat Brock on a bigger stage. Now, okay, yep. two issues with that though. Brock is a dangerous wrestler to me. I would not. I do not want to see Goldberg cut up at all. I'm just not for that. Um, me neither. Num- number <laughs> number two. I don't want to see him injured. And number three, I don't want to see another WCW guy get squashed for being brought back and this happening. Yeah. I, I, that's that's just the ultimate fear is that you all this for nothing. And at the end of the day, that's what we got with Sting. All this for nothing. Yeah, and here's the thing. I don't think they're going to do that because I don't think Goldberg would have came back for, for a loss. I just don't think that. You know, you wouldn't have thought Sting either. You didn't, wouldn't have thought he would have came over but, finally but you know, for two but you losses. Know Sting is more of a... Oh, I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You, I, Sting, Sting, is, it's, to me, Sting is bigger icon than Goldberg. Okay. Man, I, it's so funny that they announced Goldberg as the icon. I don't know if any of y'all caught that. I did. I didn't. I didn't appreciate that. <laughs> is a way greater icon over Goldberg. Think, Goldberg, oh, of course. But I think the uh, reason. But I don't think they called him the icon as a disrespect. Thing. I mean, an icon is really just saying, "Oh, he he's a legend, kind of like a legend." And that's and the thing is, you can have icons everywhere, but it's it's a difference between we call things the icon. In a way, Goldberg is an icon. Uh, I mean, yes, but he's they, an icon. He's a figure. We all know that. But th- come okay. on. But the thing you, is, you, can you be an icon in five years, though? Five to, five to seven years, can you be an icon over 30? Yeah, Goldberg is always going to be a wrestling icon. Goldberg yes. is going to get non-wrestling fans to watch Raw, as he did, because Raw viewership went way up for this week. And that makes Vince McMahon happy. And that puts money in Vince McMahon's pocket. And that means that Vince needs to do this correctly. Call, call up Jerry Jones, D-Wayne, and tell Jerry Jones to call Vince and, and, and book it, please. <laughs> make, make that. I mean, I, I'm, and I'm not trying to be a Goldberg basher. I do like the guy. It's not like I don't like the guy. But once again, if you're trying to compare her from the greats of all time, in my opinion – History. He's been a multiple champion. He was a champion in WWE and WCW. When I think of people like Sting, when I think of people like Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, I put those ranking a higher than Goldberg. Goldberg was great in the time that he was in, but I don't think it would be unfair, just like you just said to James, what they did to Sting that would not be surprised if you bring him back to WWE to lose. Okay, okay, Silas. Name your top three WCW guys of all time. Of all time, top WCW really? guys. WCW yeah. guys. Straight, okay. WCW guys. I mean, I want you to put everything in, in perspective to the like consistent runs, uh, popularity, um, the I- iconism. All okay. of them. Real talk, real talk, okay. And and you might give me some slack for this. I have to put them in two separate categories because I had to have the WWF group that came over to WCW, no, no, and then you have no. to have purebred WCW no. people. No, purebred WCW people because it'll be easy for you to say that Jericho's the be- the obvious, the best. He wouldn't even all time. He wouldn't even just be my top three. Is not for WCW. No, but I mean, period. Just straight a WCW guy is a guy that is automatically. Okay, first of all, they would be a WCW Hall of Famer if that was a thing. And right. they would not automatically be a WWE Hall of Famer because they wasn't there. Okay, had- just pure WCW people. Okay, it would be Sting, Goldberg, Booker T in that order. Who? Oh, Sting, Goldberg, Booker T in that order. 
So I, so how can you not say Goldberg is not iconic? But no, he's iconic for WCW. But if you're thinking about what WWE is now, WWE is WCW. If you if you're thinking about that, so no. that's why if you put WCW and WWE separate, okay, yes, Goldberg has WCW, and you know number four will be the person I cannot name on this podcast. That would be number <laughs> four. Honestly, <laughs> because that dude ruled that, like, WCW. I, I kind of, I kind of like that answer too. And then, and then the person I will put after that, um, would will probably be Dean Malenko. Malenko, thank you. Dean Malenko will be my number five. He would. And, and and Jericho would definitely be right around there. But ho- but wait, wait, I'm not letting you off the hook though. Okay. 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 So I, those would be being, my top three. W, being a WCW guy is not a bad thing, and it's, it's not WWE. WWE. WCW was the company that lost to WWE, yet was still a successful company. The fact you would never hear that there was a TNA versus WWE uh, battle of a night, or or in or in this flat out ratings period. The only reason why w, the TNA was ever so popular is because of how popular the WCW guys were, and that they found a home. Okay, let me ask you this. Based off that, what you just said, would you say Kurt Angle is a WWE guy or a TNA guy? No question. There's no question. WWE. Okay, all right. So, so okay, all right. I just want to make sure you were being consistent on that because just with the comment and, and the explanation you just made, would make, which made perfect sense, the only, the you made only, Kurt Angle WWE guy, and I agree with that. The only person that's a TNA guy is AJ Styles. Styles, right. <laughs> yeah. So... Okay. Okay, I respect that. I, I I will concede on that. That yes, Goldberg is a top three WCW guy because he's a purebred for that promotion. Now, but now when you come to WWE, but yeah, I got. Now you. the thing is that WWE WWF um the stint is so long that Goldberg would not even be in maybe the top twenty of a WWE guy. Period. Now gotcha. and then when it comes to all around well known wrestlers. Goldberg will barely be in the top 20, if you ask me, because WWE had so many people above him. Like, Bruno San Martino clearly is the number one wrestler ever. Ever. Okay. And and then... Hold on, I have something to say about that. Okay, now let's let's be real. If if we're going by all-around wrestlers, yes. If we go by popularity of wrestling, as far as really being known... By not just by the casual fan, by the casual fan, by the people that don't even watch wrestling, you have to give him top ten status. Yes, Goldberg is definitely a trendy, easy name, an easy person for somebody to watch because none of his none of his matches will pass four minutes. So even the person with the worst case of OCD watch a Goldberg match in there. <laughs> and the thing is, the thing is that at the end of the day, it's all that matters because if they see that they like that. Guess what that happens? And marketing sales. That's what happens. At the end of the day, this is a business. Doesn't matter how how many championships you won, but how much money you make for the company. But you all, you obviously are marketing that. <laughs> you, you're, you're you're basing that about the demographics of age, and um, yeah, age and the, the area you were born. Yeah, I'm sure everybody in high school and middle school know who Goldberg were just because wrestling was popular and everybody was watching, blah, blah, blah. But globally, Goldberg, I don't know. He didn't have an extent much outside of... Not like Cena. Yeah. Uh, No, definitely. Oh, yeah, that's that's my next topic, too. But he just just wasn't globally known outside of WCW. Yeah, that's why... The Bruno San Martino is one of the easiest person to say is the number one. And then I can say with confidence that number two is Ric Flair. And then I, and then you can start going down to maybe some household names like maybe maybe Hogan is in your top five. Andre the Giant. Yeah. Dusty Rhodes. Who? Who's your top? Bruno San Martino. And then who's who's the second? I, I'm going with Ric Flair. As far as are you talking about technicality skill or period the name the his career? Um, I'm sorry, I disagree. I disagree. Who's your, who's your number, number two? Number two is always going to be Hogan. Always. What? Rick Flair was a way bigger star than Hogan. You he was, man. I, I would say so, especially in the what was it the uh, 
the NWA and all that stuff and all yes. the championships. He, yeah, yeah. First of all, Hogan is even, is only as big as the person that made him big, Andre the Giant. What? Nobody made Ric Flair big. He was big. I, I would agree with that. I, I disagree. I, I wholeheartedly disagree. Does Hogan even have an indie scene? It doesn't matter. Are you, I'm saying, are you, you're going by career-wise. Are you going by... I'm going by everything in knowledge of wrestling. Like, if I say who was the best football player of all time, like, period. I don't care position or anything. Who would you say? Like, something like that. Which, oh. I would, like, unconsciously say somebody probably like Jim Brown. Jim but, Brown. Yeah, that's what I would say. I mean, I would. I, I like Jim Brown, but I don't think he's the best football player of all time. And let me hear it. Who would you say, just I, as a random? If it ain't Johnny Unitas, I don't want to hear it. Honestly, for real, for real, if you want to think about it, if you really want to think about the true, as a football player, the best player of all time, very saying this to me. No, no. Uh, no, no, no. As a, about as a pure football player. Talent was there. Then talent was there. to see it. He just didn't win no championships. But talk about pure football player wise. Pure talent. Yeah, there's an argument there. Pure talent. Adrian Peterson. There's an argument there. But you know, Jim Brown displayed it. The record say it. Jim freaking Brown put a team on his back. And nobody could probably name anybody else that's on that other team because that's how dominant Jim Brown was. Of course, but you got to think about the era. He, he, he was so advanced for that era. But look, think about this. Without think, all right, think, player, about, think about all right. I view I view Jim Brown as like a Wilt Chamberlain, how he was so dominant in that area. I think of Jim Brown like that. It was nobody that can really – as from a physical standpoint, he was a, one of the biggest people, but he was also one of the fastest. Okay. Will was the one of the biggest people. He could jump the highest. <laughs> it, it was just that's what that's how I view it. That's, that's okay. Think, think about this though, Dwayne. Think about this. Without Ric Flair, I don't think you do have a whole Hollywood Hogan, and even without a Stone Cold, you won't have The Rock. Because to me, those people introduce the Hollywood personas that you can extend based off a person that did the fighting groundwork for them to be popular, if that makes sense. Dwayne, go ahead. Are you you talking about that? You talking about his heel persona? No, 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 not even a heel persona. But like Hogan is like the showmanship of what wrestling is. But Ric Flair is what wrestling is. Yeah. So Ric Flair opened up the ground to the showmanship okay. capabilities. For example, in the WWF, Stone Cold is what WWF was. But that, that allowed to rock to be the showmanship of WWF. Okay. So without so, without that one, you can't have the other. So that's why you have to put Flair over Hogan. I understand that point. But which one is more important? Being that person or being the showmanship? You're still looking at a money perspective, but I'm looking at it as a career perspective. Rip Flair was all money. All money. Everywhere he went, catered to money trolls coming behind him. That's yeah. why he was able to talk the way he talked. But the thing is, you might say, been saying money trolls behind him, but Hulk Hogan was your money maker. We all. No, no, no. Okay. Hulk Hogan doesn't even have a memorable match if it wasn't for the other person yeah. being uh, another iconic figure. All his match. matches are with somebody else that was just as big as him. How much money can you make? That's what we're talking about. So, so the the Rock versus the Rock versus Hogan was not would not have been as big as it was if it wasn't for it being the two they were and where it was at. So, sorry, Dwayne. Ric Flair is um. Is, I gotta go, Ric Flair. <laughs> yes, but okay. But no. If you're talking from a from a, a whole total wrestling perspective, I agree with you. If you're talking about from a popularity popularity standpoint. I don't. I'm a um when we when we come back from my little braces, you know, cut our plugs in and everything. Um the topic that I want to bring about is still talking to all things Goldberg right now, is if Goldberg and Cena were ideally in the same era around the same age, 
would there ever be a such thing as a John Cena, considering that his mode first came out with some other guy. I don't even remember what it originally was, but then he became Mr. Dr. Thugonomics, and we've seen how corny that lasted. But when we when he became a Troops for the Kid, a.k.a. a superhero, is where his career definitely took a toll for the liking and everything he did outside the ring. But if Goldberg had that same backing um, that the WWE gave Cena, would there ever have been a such thing as a John Cena? So cut this uh, promo real quick and we'll get back to you in a minute. Review and subscribe to the Big Hold Up Wrestling Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Connect with us on all of our platforms, bgbgroup.tumblr.com, at bgbgroup on Twitter, and facebook.com slash bigholdbelt. And you guys heard the great voice of Mr. Aaron himself, uh, who's on his education hiatus right now, but um, <laughs> he's in his dungeon. Yeah, but you can catch him tweeting periodically, and um, when he gets a chance to sneak out, sneak out of his dungeon, he gives us the weekend episode. But I miss you, Aaron, if you're listening to this. So we we gotta we gotta work some magic again soon. But um, Team BGB is going to be in the house for Royal Rumble. 2016, we can scratch 17. that one off our bucket list, as Corey Graves would say. If you ain't been here, scratch, put it on your bucket list. Well, we're doing that, and we're in there. So um, live from the Alamo Dome, which I cannot wait to see how big this place is. You know, first time for me being in San Antonio, first time going to Rumble. Yep. I, I, I can't wait. Um, so I think all of us besides Aaron is going to be there. So definitely um, we'll, you know, we'll keep advertising us being there. If you see us, we'll be well-branded with our shirts and everything. Come up and talk to us, have a drink with us, um, make some plans. Let's do a couple of live shows, everything. We, we're going to look to have a good time. We met a lot of friends when we all got together for WrestleMania. Shout out to Attitude of Aggression, our brother and show. Um yep. Um, under the Matt Radio, our brother and show, and uh, blah, 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 blah. I feel like I'm forgetting somebody else. I don't know, but anywho, yeah, but we'll be there and can't wait to have fun. Hopefully, um, we can still we can grab a, the best bite in the town like we did as soon as we got to Dallas. I forgot the name of the place we went, but um, food was so good and it was so good to soon as you land to have something really good to eat. So hopefully we can uh, duplicate the same thing in San Antonio. So if anybody out there got any suggestions on great eats in uh, San Antonio, give us a shout. We're all state guys. So definitely going to be our go-to for sure. But um, like I said before the break, um, Cena, John, John Cena and oh. <laughs> <laughs> you already know I have something to say about this. That's why I don't even want to say much. <laughs> First of all, man, this is a very good question. And honestly, when I think about it, it's a yes. Or, it's a yes, what? It's a yes and a no. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because of the air changing. I feel like John Cena fits the era, this era perfectly. Where Goldberg still had a little bit more edge to it, John Cena was strictly this fruity pebble loving person that he is. I mean, hey. And the thing is, it, 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 they could exist. Now, who would be the man? It's just a matter of who's making the most money for the company at the moment. And, but it, it's it's tough to say. No, yeah. no, it ain't it ain't tough to say because it's not. I'm gonna stop you right there because if it was if 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 it was like easy for them to build two of the same guys on the same and under the same brand to do the same job, then Roman Reigns would be a success. But obviously, it's not because there's only one John Cena, and there's never going to be a baby John Cena Roman Reigns as much as. Uh, Mr. D. Reigns himself wanted it to happen. It's not going to happen. It's all. It's one or the other. 
So Goldberg would have been first with Cena being a predecessor of maybe the same booking, but I just honestly don't think that with Goldberg, with him being who he was, that there could have ever been a chance for somebody like John Cena to come up under that same molding. Okay, so here's my thing. As much as I love Goldberg, I think that if he could, if he would have came up in this area, I think John Cena is probably a little bit better for this area. I'm sorry. That's what I feel. I, I honestly feel like this era, his promo skills, are, his speaking skills are a little bit better for this era. Who? John Cena. I feel. I just feel that way. I, I don't feel like you can give a Goldberg the mic consistently for 10, 15 minutes. That's that's not him. Okay. Okay. So so Cena has to buy into the crowd for half of it after they boo him out the gym, which he does a great job of doing. But that's that's just right now. I'm, we can we can put this anywhere. We could have put John Cena and Goldberg in the WCW world. We okay, could have put them in the the, the uh, attitude era. Like okay, I I just said for this era, I will pick John Cena. Now, if, if any other era prior to this era, then I will pick Goldberg. But for this era specifically, John Cena. Let me let me note that you just said that Goldberg would not work in a PG era. <laughs> I don't think- I didn't say he wouldn't work in the PG era. I just feel like John Cena would be the man right now. Either way. So you're not. So you are acknowledging that Roman Reigns sucked then, correct? No, he doesn't. Either, either, either. I'm going crazy, or I, or I'm just hearing voices out of nowhere. <laughs> giving John, too. Giving man, you know. You're hearing voices out of nowhere because it's a ghost. <laughs> I have to take I have to take ten seconds to tell you how annoyed I am with everybody Twitter handle being at blah 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 and that their little signature above the their joint being Rome hashtag Roman Empire. Like oh no. there might be more people in Roman Empire than citizens in the United States. I'm <laughs> I'm just I'm annoyed with it. I just like sometimes for business. Man, they they mm-hmm. are uh, there are guys in the Roman Empire. <laughs> That's what I'm confused. That's about. the problem with that. It is a problem. It's not the wrong view of the Roman Empire. Oh, of course you. Wayne's the that. number one member of the Roman Empire. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> How low oh, on on five or under? Do you think there's gonna be five uh, less or five? I'm gonna say, I'm sorry. Above five or under five guys that dress up as Roman Reigns for Halloween in this area? Oh, uh. <laughs> In this area, oh, that over five. <laughs> if we go to if we go to this bar crawl in DC that we need to actually talk about after this show or this yeah. beer fest, if we're probably going to see at least several Roman Reigns who walk around with Samoan I, tattoos. I, I, take, I take the under five. <laughs> I think you see guys dressed as Tom Brady and Roman Reigns. Oh, okay, okay. No, no. So, Tom so Brady. Clowns, there's going to be clowns and Roman Reigns. That's what you're going to see. So, so, so let's get in there for the, the question. Goldberg, John Cena. This is without a doubt, John Cena. Because even though it is two different eras, Goldberg, I don't think, could do the same thing John Cena does for the wrestling ring, outside what? the wrestling five ring. Five moves? That's probably the only thing they got the same. It's like five moves versus three moves of doom. The, the spear, the jackhammer, and his pen. That, that's his three moves of doom. But um, I, I think Cena <laughs> hey, just... Don't, hey, don't hate on the bad, on the bad drop kick there. First of all, first of all, y'all both need to get on the network right now and see that fuck, uh, Goldberg has more than uh, three and five moves, so you need, yeah. to, you, you need to evaluate yeah. that. Um, he has great ring charisma, which is one thing y'all not even giving credit to. He commanded the ring in the crowd to a T. John Cena gets in there and gets lost at times where he's just like, well, I know y'all hate the five-knuckle <laughs> shuffle, so let me just look around, punch my shoulders, like, well, got to do it, you know? And even the deployment, oh the deployment of his finisher is not even as good as what Goldberg's was. Now, now you want to talk about Make-A-Wish? If you don't think Goldberg... Wasn't even Goldberg was doing hospital visits before there was a Make a Wish Foundation. Hey, look. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. There was Make a Wish Foundation for years, but I'm saying before that 
wrestling companies did stuff with them. But he's been doing wishes for a long time. Don't get it twisted. Hey, look, we only I'm saying for I don't know what Southern said. I'm saying for this era right now is John Cena. Now, any era before that would be go, Rick. For this specific era, it would be John Cena. Okay, I, so do you think John Cena could work when we were kids? I think he'll be too corny. Mm. Okay. I don't know. Oh, I, I got a question. I got a question. If Goldberg's character has been the same the entire time, correct? Yeah. Why? Because what? It was a good thing, and it worked, right? Mm-hmm. Um, John Cena has changed his character how many times? Three times, if you include his debut. Exactly. Because of what? Them not knowing what to do with this guy that just looks like a generic wrestler that you you didn't put any clothes or anything on and. Well, you, well, back in 2002 to 2005, excuse me, couldn't even get my words right. I mean, everybody was in that little hip-hop era with the baggy clothes, clothes bigger than you, wearing two-size T-shirts and wearing the jerseys. So it did fit the era perfectly, as Dean Wayne said. Who who was more over then on that, John Cena or J2G? <laughs> well, John Cena. <laughs> John Cena. Crime time or Cena, who was more over? Crime Time was over because it was racist and it was funny. But <laughs> the, the Cena, was, Cena was over. Cena was, was over so during racist. that time. <laughs> it, it so You're going to have two dudes with cornrows robbing people, but we're wrestlers. That's so funny. I, I, don't, I don't know, dog. <laughs> I don't know. I, can't, I cannot believe I just asked that question. <laughs> Brooklyn. And this from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Come on now. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So um, our Twitter poll question of the week was obviously who had the better. First of all, I did who had the better spirit tackle out of four, which Goldberg ended up winning that. And that was between Edge, um, um, Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley. And then I narrowed it down to um, by popular demand by the fans between who had the better spirit tackle between Rhino and Goldberg. At first, I was really going with Rhino when we officially had the conversation last week. But I'm sorry, man. From that footage I've been watching back in the back in my prime of watching wrestling, Goldberg Spear was. I actually believe that that actually couldn't actually put people down legitimately. Technique, yep. strength, <laughs> distance, travel. I mean, if I didn't know anybody, I can come up with a a, a calculus formula to to uh, rate speed, maybe. <laughs> With distance plus time, so I don't know. <laughs> Do you agree? Uh, that it was good because, like, literally, that that's all they did with promoter was, oh, this dude's right from football. He knows how to do the spear correctly. So I, I will give you that one. Oh yeah. Um. Now hold up, hold up. Side note, I I want to give a shout out. I must. I'm. A, you know how Chris Jericho started this. I'm gonna start this. And the oh, first Lord. on my list is Kevin Owens. <laughs> what? <laughs> he's on Leave my Kevin list. alone. I'm going to tell you why he's on my list. You're the universal champion. But Jericho is so much overshadowing you right now. It's just so bad. You're on the list, Kevin Owens. I'm sorry. Watch Kevin still wins. Who has the belt? Kevin's going to still win. It, it just... Kevin's going to still win. You're such a hater on Kevin Owens I'm not right now. You're hating on him so bad. Jericho is Kevin Owens in the Miz. Kevin, I'm sorry. Jericho is overshadowing Kevin Owens. And it's very obvious. He's making a great storyline. I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I wasn't prepared for Kevin Owens Jericho talk right now, but Jericho is definitely way more over than. Kevin Owens right now. Jericho, I mean, look, he's, he's a veteran. He's a whole, first ballot Hall of Famer, as we've been saying for the last couple of shows. And he's he's just like the Miz. He's breathed for he's breathed for any moment. And look, he's he got the shine. He got the main event. Um, everything. I I really would like to see him in that triple threat match for uh, Helen and Sale. Right. I think it will happen. I think it will happen. I think that's going to be the, the end of the show that's going to end like a draw or count out or whatever you want to say in the triple threat match. And I think Jericho will end up being added in the title match. Yeah. You know, we did. I did have it. Um, um, 
I did have it written down that we was going to go over Hell in a Cell, but you know, we got a week out. We'll preview. We will preview it next week for sure. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of interesting things to talk about, especially what is what is being called. Um, I'm sorry, I ain't going to say what is being called as if it's not a real thing, but it is happening that Sasha Banks and Charlotte will be the main event in the Hell in a Cell at Hell in a Cell as Mick Foley announced on his Twitter page, or was it Facebook, one or the other. That's great. That's I, so much, so many different feelings about that, but I'm, I'm going to save it for next week because um, I just wanted to, I wanted to go over and plug in the Noah Pro Wrestling Show that's coming up on Saturday, which I'm going to be in attendance. Um, Jamal at Giant Crab will be uh, in attendance with me. I think I have another buddy that's going to be with me. Maybe I can get Celis to get out the house so we can see it as well, too. I should. I should. Look, man, just like I'm going to campaign to all the fans, <laughs> for $20. It's worth it. It's worth it. If you haven't been to an indie show, I, look, I don't work for them. I don't work for them. Granted, they are really nice and professional guys. That We're not doing each other any favors. But for $20 to call yourself a wrestling fan, for you to that not have to attend an indie show is like blasphemy. So if you're in the DMV area, that's the Maryland, D.C., Virginia. I hope everybody knows what that means now. It's the motor vehicles. It's the Department of Motor Vehicles. <laughs> yes, that is not correct. Um, <laughs> and, just, and just for that, Baltimore is not part of the DMV. <laughs> <laughs> but go to it's Springfield, Virginia. Not that far, um, if you know the area like that. It's in Northern Virginia. Noble Pro Wrestling presents the Saturdays of Thunder, which is this Saturday, October 22nd, at um, the Annandale Sports Center in Springfield, Virginia. Doors open up at 715, bell time at 8 o'clock. Like I said, $20 general admission, $25 for front row seats. Uh, warning, your, your, your front row seat chair could be abused. <laughs> but it's all worth it, again. And I just don't know why people don't do it. I'll be there. Um, we do a little Periscope session before before it gets started, just letting know people we in there. We don't record the show or anything like that. We we be friendly. They sell DVDs and stuff, which you also can get off this site so you can see these shows. But I just don't understand why not do it if you're able to do it. I, I and, and the reason I campaign for it is because I don't think it's about money. I don't think it's about availability. And I don't think it's about... Um, anything but the bias towards people thinking, oh, well, there's not a Seth Rollins on the show, so I'm not going to go. Well, do y'all remember that Seth Rollins was a PJ Black before he became Seth Rollins? And these people that you're seeing in your neighborhood uh, indie scenes eventually become these main star WWE talent. And I think it's just, I think it's just me for people not to do it. Um, shout out to James Ellsworth. <laughs> I had a that's super kick, man. The no chin. Who's it? The no, no chin music. <laughs> who's who's getting who's getting the James Ellsworth shirt? I am, but I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> but but now that now that I just think about it too, I went to the Evolve show in Brooklyn, um, which was one heck of a show. I I forgot that I had pictures on my camera I need to upload. But somebody from there, uh Tommy N, who if you never heard of. Again, if you had been in any shows, you wouldn't know who he was. But he just got signed to a WWE contract today, which you'll be seeing, which you'll be seeing more of him now, along with two other people. But again, if you had your chance to see who some of these people were before they had a chance, you grow up with them, you appreciate it. I mean, it's just all—it's all part of the sport, if you ask me. And going to see Indies, you get quality storyline, storytelling. Uh, athletic, af athleticism, all you get, all of it, everything you want, and yeah. and on the contrary too, you also get people who are on main rosters and other uh, promotional brands coming do in local indie shows. Which now that everybody's very accustomed to Cedric Alexander, but before Cedric Alexander was in um, the CWC, NXT, and on the Raw main roster. He was in always, and then he did indie shows for Evolve, and then he did something for Nova Pro Wrestling, and all over the place. And now he's there, and you appreciate it much more. Yep. So, check him out. Um, um, check out the Twitter page at VA Wrestling. Um, all the links and everything there. Um, and like I said, purchase your tickets. We'll see you on there Saturday.
But sound like Dwayne wanted to say something out of the blue about Roman Reigns. So let, let's hear it so you can close the show out about your boo. Come on. <laughs> he doesn't even know. Hey, look, I was just thinking about something because you were talking about Indies and stuff. You know what came? You know who it came a lot of people on from the Indies? The whole cruiserweight division, and they're on my list because I just have no interest in it. You're on the list of Dwayne. How? how no, now everybody knows you like to go against the grain because that's what you do. For you, everybody, you have no interest of anybody in this, from the CWC. First of all, let's, let's let's talk about the champion real quick. Lord. The the video game champion. Lord. That's the worst gimmick ever. Oh, bye, bye dog. <laughs> Sixteen bit entrance. I, I feel like I feel like every time I every time I see him, I think of Super Mario. It just it doesn't work for me. It, it just doesn't work. I'm sorry. Man, shout out to TJP. Um, TJP, I like you know. Yeah, man, everybody love show show does love communicate sports fan hardworking uh, wrestler. The cruiserweight champion, the first cruiserweight champion. Good storyline with Brian Kendrick, which I'm interested to see for Hell in the Cell. What happens there? But the Brian Kendrick. Hater. See the the problem with D Wayne that you guys don't know is that he is a Cowboys fan, and they don't yeah. know That's the quarterback. Right. They don't they don't I understand. Have, it. I have no issues with with TJP TJP. His character is horrible. Now, first of all, and then second of all, I'm great because I'm a Cowboys fan. I mean. We have the reverse record, which y'all have. Doesn't even matter. Y'all have a good record. Everything's going in pieces, and yet y'all still drama felt because y'all don't even know who y'all starting quarterback's going to be. That makes no sense. Look, <laughs> tell, tell Cam Newton to give a press conference longer than two seconds. Then come talk to me. My man is young, emotional, and he <laughs> wants to win. And, <laughs> oh, yeah, it and it's the same record as the 49ers. He's sensitive. Look, can I can I tell y'all something since I since we got a, a little bit extra a little second? They be hating on Cam Newton so much. And if if my camera will work, which let me just try to see if I can plug my Cam Newtons in right now. Oh no. <laughs> um they be hating so much on Cam Newton, right? Why in the world are they reviewing the concussion protocol from week one when he got hit? Now, I've been saying all this time they hate on him so much that Akeem Talib took his head off week one against Denver. They never give not one person on Denver a fine or a rough in the passer during the game, reevaluated after the game, but now they're reinviting the, concu- the concussion protocol we used against him. How did he even get that hit? That's all I want to know. If y'all not even going to find it. <laughs> All right, so I think the thing is, and I keep hearing this from a lot of, of even like referees and even a lot of commentators, it's kind of hard to to officiate. They said one of the hardest yes. things to officiate. BS. BS. Time to get off air before, before we get on the wrong subject. BS. <laughs> I'm just saying what they said. He's one of the hardest quarterbacks to officiate. BS. Um, so, anyway, when we get back to you next week, um, I guess we will be talking TNA because obviously it's being uh, rumored that they're going to file bankruptcy. So wonder much how long until they actually uh, are still a, a thing. So I'm sure we're going to have much to talk about with that. Um, we'll preview Hell in the Sale. Um, obviously Brock res- responds back to Goldberg on Monday. And what's next for James Elworth? Because obviously he's the hottest thing on SmackDown right now. Well, maybe under uh, – uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, it's just slipped my mind. Um, not the Miz. Uh, mm. Anyway, doesn't matter. But anyway, we'll, there'll be some James Elworth talk next week for sure as well to see what goes on with that. Um, does Goldberg end up on a John Cena monster foul? They're the same gimmick, but you know, like you said, they both won't work at the same time. Go, <laughs> obviously, that's what's going to happen. That's the gimmick Goldberg's going to have to use for his time being. But since but since Cena's already doing it, will it be able to work? Who knows? So we will see if Mr. Uh, D. Reigns have anything to say about that. But 
Again, check us out each and every Wednesday between 8 and 9 o'clock as we try to get an hour worth of discussion in. Um, everybody that viewed us today, we appreciate it. I'm going to work on the craft a little bit better so we can actually be able to see um, live chat, which I didn't enable this time, but I'm going to get enabled next time. And uh, just, you know, keep the interaction, um, the love, support, and everything that everybody's giving us. And we, we, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. So we'll catch y'all next week. I got go. Thank <laughs> you.